that's uh feels like a good place to kick it off. Yeah. Hey everybody. Bud. Welcome, Whoa. welcome. Uh today on the Bit by Bit podcast we are uh coming up with um stuttery intros. Ooh. So <laughs> we're succeeding so far. It's going great so far. <laughs> All according to plan. Joining us today, as always, Blake Walker. What up? Joey Trowbridge. What's up, cuz? And returning once again, Zane Barkoviak. Assault, dudes. Assault. Assault, dudes. Assault. Today we're doing a Hipfire episode. Uh, you may have heard in the past that Hipfire means one thing, but fooled you, it means another. We're switching it up. <laughs> <laughs> redefining. That's we're redefining. Gotta keep we're, you on your toes. <laughs> Man. You sound like my boss in my pay structure. <laughs> oh, Joey. Oh. <laughs> Zing, he got me again today. <laughs> oh, you're a tricky one. You got me. Yeah. So the the hipfire episodes are all topic-based. We all bring a topic to talk about, and it's fully conversational. It can range from anything. It can be gaming, but it doesn't have to be. It can be uh, a fun story that we have that we just want to see if other people relate. It could be an Ask Reddit question. Whatever's on the top of our minds right then. So, with that being said, let's shoot from the hip. Oh. <laughs> I, see. I see what you're trying to do there. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll work back to that one. We'll work on it, we'll come back to it, and we'll make a tradition of it. We'll do a brainstorming meeting, you know, circle back around with a master plan. Immediately after this podcast. <laughs> so who's got the first topic? Who wants to go first? I'm not going first this time. <laughs> Fair enough. Blake, what do you got? Uh, all right. Ooh, Zane, what do you got? Spot. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was going to the mall the other day to buy... It was fake parking tickets for a bachelor party. And ah. it came like it came to my realization it was kind of already in the back of my head that physical retail stores aren't really a thing anymore. Like are they ever going to be coming back cuz like with companies like Amazon and I don't know, like Walmart online, like buying stuff online short of the giant huge companies, like stores like Aeropostale and that type of junk are going out of business. Is there like do you guys see anything where they would be coming back? Like, is that, are they going to ever no. make a resurgence or is physical retail like TV dead? It's almost hilarious. You bring this up. We were just talking at work the other day about how like my job is almost not necessary to the world. Yeah. You would not believe how often I do research and like parts digging for customers who will then just like stand on the other side of my counter and buy the stuff that I just told them they needed offline. Really? Oh, Holy my gosh. Cow. It's like I'll do all the work for them, and then they're like, well, I can get it for $100 cheaper on here, and they just go ahead and do that. It's like, I mean, <laughs> it's irritating, but I can't argue with well, it. Yeah. Like, online shopping just destroys the world. Like, I can't yeah. compete with that. There's Nobody can. Places like Amazon, Walmart all those big companies that have very little overhead invested in warehousing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like nowadays, even the uh, vendors I use at work, like I've straight been told by our sales reps that a lot of it is automated picking. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have a small handful of staff on site just to make sure everything's running smooth. But like there's not even need for jobs for people like 
an order goes through and they start picking parts a lot of it's robotic and automated now so it's just like as a whole retail is down online shopping is superior and that's why toys so, r us closed yeah. It is why Toys R Us yeah. closed. And they're not no, the I'm only sorry. one. Millennials are the reason that Toys R Us closed. Utes, freaking Utes. Well, Utes. I think we just have the uh, <laughs> the misfortune of being born in the time where all this is taking place. You know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily our fault. We just happen to be here. Oh, it's one hundred percent our fault. Oh, totally. We're 100%. all to blame. I mm-hmm. I think uh, this is what this is what retail needs to do. Let's hear it. Instead of having these big box stores, like let's take Best Buy. As an example, um, instead of like having a huge Best Buy store, have like um, almost like they do with their Best Buy Mobile, even though that's another example of a store that's like closing down sure. because nobody's using it. Um, have something like that where it's a smaller location, and you go in and it's all digital still. It's all on big virtual kiosks where you can browse the inventory maybe even break it up like sec like by section like they do now like the appliance section whatever but it's just a big section of giant touch screens almost like the ones that have at mcdonald's now when you order um and you just browse through the catalog that way but you get like a discount or free shipping for coming into the store and giving them the opportunity to upsell you with their sales staff that's on the floor there and you know that's how they would incent- they, they have to incentivize you to come into the store mm-hmm. somehow and i feel like that's what's lacking with current retail is that there's no incentive right you're, you're not i mean the only incentive is the instant gratification of getting something but more often than not they're not going to have the thing that you're looking for you know mm-hmm. that's what we have to deal with that a lot at work too like do you have that in stock no i've got to order it how long will that take well it's pretty comparable to online shipping you know, it'll take me about three or four days. Does it come here or to my house? Well, it'll have to come here. Okay, I'll just order it offline. Like, ah, just the convenience freak, of know? it, yeah. Right. And I, I like that idea, Blake. Wasn't it? It's been less than a handful of years ago when Best Buy had to start price matching online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially with electronics. Oh yeah. Because because it can't compete. Absolutely destroyed. And I mean, a lot of these places you'll see now have countered that by having their own online market. Like, you know, Best Buy, mm-hmm. it didn't used to be like it is now, where you could pretty much buy anything from the store online and have them either right. prepare it at one of your local stores for you to go pick up right now, kind of countering, you know, that whole thing. Like when you're two doors down at Disc Replay buying a Switch <laughs> and <laughs> you're also buying your Switch games at Best Buy to be picked yep, up. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And then, and that works, you know. And but but here's where we run into an issue with that whole thing, with my whole idea right there, is that there's always gonna be people out there that won't buy something until they actually see it in person or pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But is that person on the decline are we more are buying things more often sight unseen now i mean does, i guess the answer is yes but does that does that lend itself more towards i don't want to say age necessarily but does that lend itself more towards uh people not as i guess people who don't lean into technology as much i would i would say that's the case it just it hits home. I deal with it every day at work, and it sucks. Like, the whole, like, trying to be a competitive brick-and-mortar store is, it's tough. Especially when you're talking big-money stuff. You know, this isn't, like, 
a twenty dollar t shirt or you know like ten dollar this, ten dollar that, it's like you know, it's say for all intent and purpose, like if I've got a twenty five percent markup margin, but we've also got overhead costs and employee, you know, costs and this and that, if you can get it online for a hundred and fifty dollars you know, if somebody comes in to buy a seven hundred dollar set of exhaust from me mm-hmm. and they can pull up on their phone and get it for 150 160 bucks cheaper you know from one of these online no overhead vendors and they don't understand why i can't match it and it's like i just can't man the overhead cost of a brick and mortar store it makes it hard to compete and then like zane's saying you know you've got the big ones that are able to stay in business just because they turn it in hand over foot but the little stores and like little corporations i mean it's just eating them alive like bad mm-hmm. and they're all going away yeah i think uh kind of like what you were just saying brian i think it is a generational thing for sure mm-hmm. because i know my parents are much more hesitant to buy anything online oh you know? yeah especially if it's not from one of the big box places like amazon or walmart you know it's um i think it's definitely generational but things have come a long way in our lifetime as well, where internet shopping initially was not nearly as efficient as it is now. So, you know, you get something from Amazon, two-day shipping, it's like almost here immediately, and you get it, and it's not exactly what you wanted, you can just turn right around, they'll send you a free shipping label, you send it back, get your money back, you know? Like, it's it's easy now. And I I think that uh, that's something that the older generations that aren't as tech savvy, like you said, have picked up on, you know, is is how efficient and uh, easy all that is now. Yeah, I would say on top of that, it's also a removal of a human element. Uh, You know, so so my internet provider, for example, when I have uh, an issue or something wrong with my bill, uh, they call, I'll call them and I'm perfectly, perfectly willing to go, no, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Give me your manager, you know, like to be a little bit of a jerk on the phone uh, because I'm not physically seeing them, you know. But if there's like a repair on site, uh, I am like completely different yeah. to, these, to these guys. And part of that is because mm-hmm. they're... You're one of those. <laughs> well, part of that is because they're the people that they have come out are local people. And I may, I may see them around, and I'm like, I know you're just doing a job here, man. And, you know, whoever I just talked to on the phone, they're, they get, like, it's terrible, but I don't see them. And I know that I'm not the worst <laughs> that they've had. Um, yeah. So I feel a little bit better, like, kind of pushing, the, pushing things a little bit more to be like, to, to get out of my Midwestern roots <laughs> and, and and so instead of just being like, oh no, that's oh it's okay. Oh no, I'm yeah. sorry, I can inconvenience you. You know, like I'm willing to step in and be like, mm, no, because no, what to. I'm talking, yeah, what I'm talking to here is yeah. a faceless corporation. Right. So if an Amazon, so you got to come into this store and pick up your special orders. Right. Right. We'll see how tough you are then, Mister Cobwebs. <laughs> Still hasn't come for him, has he? Uh, it took him three months. Oh, he finally came now in. Gone. All right. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah. So so if something came in from Amazon that I ordered online, I have no problem going, 
hey, you know, hitting the hitting the return button and giving the answer why. But if if I'm um, if me for me personally, if I got a haircut that I didn't like, I would be more likely to go. Uh, maybe I'll get home and see how I feel about it. You yeah. know, and then you're bald. So <laughs> you're bald. I'm, right, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Oh man, that's pretty funny. That's why they invented. So maybe hats. it's the human element. You know, it's definitely part of it. I think uh, our whole generation, just because we grew up with the internet, is uh, more inclined to, you know, go that route. If we don't have mm-hmm. to talk to somebody to get something done, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Not, not that we're antisocial. <laughs> it's just if we have the option. I think a lot well. of us would just prefer. Okay, okay. A lot of us are <laughs> to an extent. To an extent. But uh, truthfully, I hate yes. people. No. <laughs> I oh come on. I think the scariest thing about like a haunted house isn't the jump scares. It's when people get too awkwardly close to you in costume, and you're like, "Hey, <laughs> I, you're kind of forcing me into a social situation here. I don't know if I should address you as a person or as a character." Like, ooh, <laughs> he these people. Oh, <laughs> you're a ghost. People? Uh. Oh, 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 good, good, good job, buddy. I'm good gonna stand over here. Good, good work here, guy. Good work here, guy. I just don't say anything to. We did that. We went to that maze or whatever, the yeah, haunted yeah, yeah. hayride. They got like right up in my face. And I just stared at her. Didn't I... didn't react at all. Yep. Do we go away now? <laughs> what else do you do? I have no interest in this. There's a hundred other people here. And that's why brick and mortar stores will die. <laughs> we just summed it up. <laughs> in a Social really, interaction. In a really loose <laughs> analogy so, to me going on a holiday road. So what if, like you said, what if everything was automated? Would you... Like, like if you went into the store and they said, you get, you get 3% off if you shop in-store. Like... With free shipping. Yeah, with free Because you have shipping. to match free shipping. Yeah. Well, yeah. then they just jack the prices up 5% on top of whatever the additional yeah, markup then, is for the online. But the average consumer is going to see, oh, 3%. Oh. Right. Well, I'll go yeah. right. <laughs> oh, well, we better roll down to the store and spend $20 better. in gas to get there just Giddy- so we can get harassed Giddy- by salespersons to do the same thing we could have done from the comfort of our home. Yep. Save that cash. Oh, man. But also, isn't it kind of sad? in that aspect of it is like people would rather stay at home than do anything like the world just seems like an odd place to venture out into these days Mm -hmm. like long gone are just like the days of going out to a social place for so you're either doing something with your friends that you already know Mm -hmm. or like you're chilling at home you don't just go do stuff anymore you don't go out to meet people why would you ever (laughs) want to do that You don't. Why would you want to do that? We have close-knit communities now all formed around, right. you know, online social platforms. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want to go walk around the mall? No. no. <laughs> but there there are people, mall walkers. like my wife, who are like, Ikea? I love Ikea. Let's go walk around <laughs> Ikea. Which we did. Which we did. Yeah. I'll gladly go walk around. It was like pretty it. fun, I have to say. Yeah. Like, it was that or go to Top Golf, and I was like. And spend extra money. Yeah. I think that IKEA ended up being the better of the two yeah, for, the, so. for the fun factor. So I, I think if, if you have a, a, a group of friends and you have an established dynamic and you're all out goofing around and, like, that's the thing that you're doing, yeah, I could see 
because it's more of a spectacle. It's more of an event like, oh, this is something that we don't do, you know. Or if you're in a small small town and the only things that are open are Steak and Shake and Walmart 24 hours a day and you're up at 2 a.m. and you're like, well, let's go into Walmart. <laughs> and then hit up Steak and Shake. Play. Yep. And they always dreaded seeing us come through the door. They I did. know it. Because they're like, they're, oh, they're going to be here for five hours. <laughs> Especially since we would walk into that Steak and Shake and we would just walk right past the podium yeah and sit down well just, we we know where our table is yeah okay we, we don't need help with this part the one with the outlet right next to the router we know where we're going thank you <laughs> oh man i'm pretty sure a lot of people quit because of us uh i wouldn't be surprised we we're terrible college people yeah <laughs> speaking of college people that actually leads into my topic that i was wanting to talk oh, about oh man look at that Uh-oh. segue what is one bit of what what is crucial information that freshmen going into college need to know drop out next question (laughs) you're wasting your time (laughs) moving on (laughs) all right next topic (laughs) that's good i was just uh recently a college freshman again Mm -hmm. um let me give you a tip from my perspective yeah as a person in the second half of their 20s going back to school and becoming a freshman again you're not going to have fun <laughs> you're not going to have a good time you're it is very very difficult to be in class with these kids that are being bankrolled by their parents that have absolutely no will to be there and have no drive and uh, put forth no effort in their classes um, just to see them like skating by thinking they're gonna you know uh, just get their degree and go on with life it's yeah. like you just want to <laughs> strangle them all you just want to be like or just smack them in the face and be like wake up dude like that nothing you learn in this is gonna help you at all I've been in your shoes twice yeah <laughs> hear me out here yeah which which leads me to my real actual point this is something I've told both my siblings who are now going into college as freshmen they're not gonna teach you anything in college you will not learn anything in college you have to teach yourself i shouldn't say you won't learn anything you will will learn stuff but you're not going to learn enough to be efficient once you leave college unless you are learning on your own outside of class oh yeah you're gonna pick up little tidbits in class exactly you'll get like some methods here and there you might make some connections you know but overall if you're not teaching yourself out of outside of class you're setting yourself up for failure once you graduate that's fair i'm gonna i'm being quiet because i'll have to respectfully bow out of this one uh i didn't go to college and i'm doing fine yeah, you're, Look you're at doing me. All right. there you go there you <laughs> go money hustling yeah you're you're paying a lot to <sighs> college is a social norm and mm-hmm. it's a flawed system and like I've, I've got my bachelor's so you know did the four years and in debt my wife and I are both in debt uh, I'm sure it it helped in us getting our jobs but I work with people who are in my same field who don't have any college education yeah multiple people um holy cow so if you're a freshman going into college know know that that's what you want to do or try to figure out 
try not to use this time as a time to like have your parents bankroll a Bonnaroo trip, you know, where you discover yourself in college. <laughs> like, right, right. Definitely figure out who you are, but don't spend all your time doing that. Exactly. Like, it comes naturally over time anyway. Mm-hmm. But also, like you just said, it's a social norm, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be your path. Like, not everybody has to go to college. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's tons of... We need people in trade jobs. We need people oh. working oh, jobs that don't require a degree. Like, don't feel obligated to go to college just because it's what you think you're supposed to do, you know? Oh, absolutely. Trades are back. They are. They're back big. And those guys make money, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they retire good, and they yeah. retire early. <laughs> like... Isn't it almost hilarious? Like, trades are back because, like, the generation faded and, like, so many people were taking the tech jobs that they were like, oh, man, we can't just are, get rid of these yeah, that are, jobs altogether. That are not high and glamorous whatever jobs. Of, right. Oh, you know, sturdy desk whatever jobs. But then that you, like, if you're a welder or an electrician, like, you can bring in bank. You don't even have to you be, know? like, a welder or electrician. Like, even just assembly jobs. I worked one, and mm-hmm. it was just in a shop assembling conveyors out of steel. That stuff you make bank on. Like, any type of job mm-hmm. in a shop. Right. They don't have to be if, trained. If you can do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, if you can just sit there and just follow a process and just mm-hmm. You show just up at 5 a.m., you leave at 3, you just tr- truck on through it. Like, it's it's nice. Make money. Yeah, yeah I got a buddy I, I graduated high school with who went straight into lineman school. Oh yeah. And oh, dude, linemen make bank. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pulling six figures, and he's twenty-five. You know. Yeah. Like so I have a friend that does that as well, and like he eats up all the overtime they'll give, and there's always work, and he makes stupid money. Yep. So I think it's crazy. Well, so another thought I had was when I was going through classes, I it wasn't until sophomore, junior year, probably that I realized that there is one no shame and two it's actually better if you take uh, community college classes that equate to the exact same thing as the classes at the college that you're taking that are cheaper no doubt because like like you said like I'm never gonna use Greek I had to take Greek net like I don't remember any Hebrew like <laughs> Shalom. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, gesundheit. Um, So I think the the big thing is that college uh, definitely has function. It definitely has use. But if you're going to uh, get out of the house and you're going to uh, hypothetically, maybe something will fall into your lap someday, uh, that's just a social norm that's been put in your mind. You don't need to worry about it. <laughs> Going to trade don't school. Worry. Yep. Or make a podcast. Yep. Or make a or podcast. Make a podcast. Yeah. yeah, look at us. We we made it, boys. No. We made it. Joey, do you have a topic? I do, kind of. Um kind of. Like, uh, we're just gonna wing it. Um actually the one that came to mind is because I was thinking, as you guys know, I've been like hell week at work and told you earlier i was like man i know we're recording haven't really been thinking about it got home was looking around um as you guys know i just got a nintendo switch yes yeah bud Um, first of all amazing everybody showed one um second off to do so me and blake had been talking and like we were literally in the discord i was making phone calls trying to find one in stock 
and he was talking about how he traded all his stuff in and some old DVDs and everything. So it got me looking at my DVD pile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of these. So I just started like boxing them all up. Like I didn't have a ton, but probably, you know, like every bit of 20 or 30 old DVDs. But as I started going through them, there were some. And it's like, man, I haven't watched that in years. But like, I can't get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And then it got me thinking, you know, at that time, and then it just dawned on me tonight. I was like, oh, man, this would be a good topic because I looked down, and, you know, my DVD pile is a lot smaller now. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious, like, anybody have a movie to them that just meant something more than it's, like, picture value? Like, something that just struck deep on you and had a little more meaning to your life than just a movie? Ooh. My big that's one was uh, Big question. Fish. Big Fish. Oh, oh man. that's a good one. I wish yeah. you hadn't have said that. Because <laughs> uh, I was going through my pile, and that was the first one I came across. It was like, I'm not getting rid of this. It's like, just everything about that movie, it, I don't know, from like the quotes to the storytelling to just like kind of the way it paints its own version of the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. and like the value you take from it like that was a movie that when i watched it you know it hit home and even to this day it's like i hadn't watched that movie in years but like i looked at the title and was like no because if there's ever that time i want to watch it like i need it to be there and just Man. i guess that's my question like what what is a movie or some form of you know like what is something you've taken much deeper meaning from that's a really good question you guys have answers? For me, I have to narrow it down because I actually have quite a few. Um, one of them is definitely the movie A Knight's Tale. Okay. Because uh, a friend of mine from when we were in elementary school, went on. we went on a, like a youth group trip or something like that. And we bought, we, put, we pitched our money together at a gas station and bought a VHS copy of A Knight's Tale. <laughs> because we were like, oh, we're going to watch this in the hotel room. It's going to be so cool. Oh, yeah, I know. There's no VCR in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> but we split ownership of it. And uh, so I would borrow it, and then he would he would borrow it. And then he had it for like a really long time, and then he was moving and he was cleaning out his house and he gave it to me and he said this is he basically said this is yours now and so like it hangs out in the you know the pile of vhs under the you know <laughs> un, in the closet but it's still you have there. a pile of vhs tapes well some of them let me see here like a pile i'm defining as like five or so it's like that's five more than what I, I know. Well, but they all they all have. I can't believe you have. They, most of them all have like something about them. So I have I have a copy, an original copy of Star Wars from when it first came out on VHS that I found oh, at a go. Goodwill. Um, don't even know solid. if it works because I just grabbed it because I found it. Um, and we've got we've got Disney Disney VHSs from. You know when we were kids because once those are gone for some reason they get locked away in the vault and you have to wait 15 years until they come back or whatever so 
Yeah, I bought Lion King on Blu-ray nice. last time it was out of the vault. I was like, there yep, you go. Gotta have that. <laughs> gotta have it. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Zane? I'm thinking. This requires a lot of thought, because I could just say Star <laughs> yeah. Wars, because yes. that's always been oh, yeah. a part of my life, but there's a deeper answer somewhere, so you gotta give me a bit to figure out which one it is. Okay. I would say, I know what mine is. Um, I used it as my favorite movie a while back, which it's not really my favorite movie, but I couldn't think of anything at the time, but uh, mine is Fight Club. Okay. And okay. Fight Club came at a time in my life where I I was like the goody two-shoes kid, you know? Sure. Like went to church every Sunday and everything. And then I became friends with somebody that kind of showed me another side of life, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's one that I had never been exposed to because I was very sheltered as a child. And I, like, fell into it hard. I was, like, into the really dark music, you know? I started wearing my Tool shirt everywhere. Oh, man. I was, like... And, I mean, I still like Tool, but I don't have a shirt anymore, you know? (laughs) But I was just, like, (laughs) in it hard. And um, that movie, I remember watching it for the first time, and I was just, like, the way this guy, like, thinks about life, you know? And, like, just what he goes through with his insomnia... And then, of course, you have, like, the twist and, like, the multiple personality aspect of it. Spoilers. And everything. so good. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Relate to the show. There we are, Brian. <laughs> it's, like, 15 years old. So would you say, like, just out of curiosity, like, when you think about that movie, now, don't get me wrong, it's a great movie, so I will take that as a valid answer. Does that movie speak volumes to you because of its self as a movie? Or does it, like, remind you of just that point in life, like when life had a huge change for you? Was it maybe just a little bit of both? I would say it is a little bit of both, but it really does, like... <sighs> oh, it's such a good movie. That's Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a good movie, but, but beyond that, with the other aspect of it, it does kind of get me because that was a turning point, and it's a turning point that I never really, like, came back from. It was like... Right. Like, it just became, yeah, like, like... It could almost say, like, that was one of the milestones that defined who you are today. And exactly. Like that's just an event that clicks with that or something, you I, know? I feel like it changed my thought process on a lot of things, like, just in just in life, you know? And uh, not to give it, like, too much credit, but, you know, it, right. it, it got me, got the wheels turning. That kind of led to other things and other things, and, you know, now I'm now I'm here, so... I think it was instrumental in that change. Started from the bottom. (laughs) That was yep. Yep. (laughs) The whole tips, yep. So, is there a is there a value that we hold for physical things over digital things? Because, I mean, all those movies, I'm I'm never going to watch them in that format, unless unless I had like. Wizard of Oz on VHS and Dark Side of the Moon on record, and I was doing the bit where you know you match them up, and yeah. you know that's which I've done. Yeah, it's part of the insane. experience. You know, it's it's awesome. Dark Side of the Rainbow. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, I don't know, man. Sometimes like when people talk, because I am like with things, because like as you guys know too, like I just moved recently, mm-hmm. and like when I was going through my stuff, I was you know like okay, it's time to consolidate. 
and I ended up going from like you know 20 or whatever boxes of things down to like I brought like 12 boxes of things with me but a lot of times it's like so like talking about the movies is like Big Fish Mm -hmm. like I haven't seen it in years to be honest Um, truthfully I don't even know if I'd watch it now if it'd mean the same thing to me where I'm at in life Mm -hmm. but with certain things like it almost holds a sentimental value like turning on old music Mm -hmm. is like it's not even necessarily that I like that thing in particular but sometimes it's just like the feeling that's attached to like remembering that thing is it you know like turning on an old song takes you back and it just like reminds you of life when that particular thing became important sure so like going through old memorabilia or like the idea of an old movie or song is like it's just sentimental Mm -hmm. Um, it's something beyond nostalgia. Right. So that's, in that way, I'm kind of a hoarder in sense. So that was like my big thing when I was moving is like I would open a box and anything I see, you know, I want to keep. But like what I would do is I would open the box and if it immediately had some sort of sentimental value or like memory or feeling to it, boom, it's in a box that we're keeping. Yep. If it was like, oh, look. And it just was junk that I hadn't seen in five years. Like, okay, pitch it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't need it. And, but I ended up keeping a lot of stuff because it's like sometimes it's just nice to take that trip down memory lane. And, yeah, I, I know. Um, so in the same vein, if we don't do a movie, if we if we take the movie out of it, I still have yeah. my original xbox original copy of halo one i got Mm -hmm. for christmas in 2001 and i will i'll never get rid of it because it was like that actual physical disc is the one that set me on like my path like my journey like to become like a gamer and get into this community and pretty much make all the friends i have now and into the stuff that i'm in now like that one little six inch piece of round plastic you know is what right. set that whole like journey ablaze. So yeah, it's still still in there. And it's like the original packaging too, before it got all holographic and before it had the game of the year logo. It's like old school. The OG. OG. So it sits in there on top of that OG green Halo Xbox that I have. And I will never get rid of either of those two things. Yeah. This is the same thing. It just has that that feeling, that sentimental feeling. Right. One example of that for me is uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance on GameCube. Uh, Ooh, it, nice. It was, it was a game that just blew me away. It brought me together with a bunch of my friends. Never played Fire Emblem, but I'm not mad at you. It's fun. It's, it's a really fun game. I also, I also hang on to it because I saw it, on, I saw it at... Uh, disc replay for like 30 bucks and i was like i'll hang on to this that even even the new ones are still because that's when i got my 2ds and was trying to build up a little library for it i was like i can't afford fire emblem (laughs) i'm not paying 40 dollars for that for mine it's probably more recent than yours because i don't i don't remember much that was super impactful in terms of like physical things in my like childhood um but it really changed how I so listened to music was Interstellar. Okay, that's good. Because it was in a time where this was before like The Force Awakens and Disney had bought Star Wars, 
and there hadn't been any good space movies. And the, like, just the concept of the actual, like, deeper space exploration within the confines of, like, a future Earth that seems honestly kind of possible with how Earth progresses and all that. Oh, absolutely. Um, But just, like, the theoretical science behind it, and then that soundtrack it's Dude, that movie oh, was scored yeah. oh, so man. well it, it like it could make you cry beautiful like i i don't get choked up in movies but like just oh, the like dude. swells at those right points like and you're just like gah, yeah yeah uh, it's like right in the feels like it like music rarely like i'm rarely emotionally stirred by things like that and that was one of those cases where i was just like it just like you know kind of blows up and expands your mind even though i wasn't on drugs or anything like that like it just like it opens your mind to this whole other way of looking at Mm -hmm. things and that was a movie that i so impactful i would say that oh my god like you bringing up the score that movie was scored so well honestly if that movie had or didn't have that score it would be completely different yeah Yeah. like oh yeah the score makes that uh, movie Dude, it hit home, like you said, on a, like, within reason, it seems like it could be very real, and that was the first movie in a long time that, I would agree, made me feel the way it did. It just, like, hit home in a super captivating way, and was, like, so emotional at the same time. Such a it good was. movie. If it's any consolation, that also made the list of movies that did not get taken to Disney. There you go. Play. Yeah. I think uh, you guys yeah, need that's... to look up the video... There's a video on YouTube of Hans Zimmer talking about how he created the score for that movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's worth a watch. Yeah. For sure. He just talks about like his process with Christopher Nolan and like how they went about it. And um, just like how he shared like some aspects of the script with him so he could get like the feel of it down, Mm -hmm. but not the entire script. And just how he used feeling to write the music. It's, it's really, really cool. You should definitely definitely look it up that um what was another one that was like that inception um, oh shoot oh uh well inception was good no i was thinking of uh into the wild i don't know if anybody ever saw that it was uh it was based on a true story um but it was about that dude uh christopher mccandless who uh was like an ivy league grad and basically ditched his whole life because he was just become he wanted to become a tramp and basically just beat feet like ditched his car ditched his identity and went like his i his end goal was to get to alaska and like it's just a the movie was based on a true story about like his adventures and like he kept a uh, journal along the way this is going to be spoilers <laughs> how old is this movie um it's an older movie now. Yeah, it's old. I don't feel bad. But he, like, just basically hoofs it across the country and keeps a journal. Like, ditches his name and everything. Just, like, is so appalled by society. And wants to get to Alaska to be truly free. And, like, he finally gets there. And he's having, you know, like, this is everything that he's always been about. And uh, ends up reading a book wrong. He's having he gets trapped by uh, like a snow melt and like the river gets impassable. So when he decides to go back, he's stuck. So he's trying to survive and um, ends up like having to forge for like berries and nuts to survive. But he reads some of his like books wrong Ooh. and eats the wrong thing. 
and ultimately it ends up killing him. And like the last thing that was written in his diary was he wrote like what he had eaten wrong because he misinterpreted it or like read its name wrong. And then basically his last verse in his diary was like how he regretted, you know, abandoning his family and his identity because, and quote unquote, like all things should be mm-hmm. called by their real name. Talking about himself and the fact that he ate something wrong because he misidentified it. But mm. uh, Eddie Vedder mm. all but did the whole score for that movie. That would be why, yeah. And uh, he, to do it, like got to know the family, wanted to really know the guy's story and was like way involved in it before he would do the music. And, like, listening, even if you just queued up the soundtrack for that movie without seeing the movie, it's like, you can tell it's, like, really deep and heartfelt. And, like, the way that movie is scored on top of the story, that makes my list as well Mm -hmm. as, like, a movie Mm -hmm. that just means so much more. Like, that dude's story is insane. Definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. No, no, I know what's going to happen. That sounds awesome. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, it's some, everything that leads you up to that. Yeah, you know, you know, the Titanic is gonna sink. You know, the dinosaurs are gonna get out in Jurassic Park. You know. All right. Fine. What? <laughs> Point proof. Oh, buds. Man, that sounds like a really good. All movie. buds. You ready for my question? Let's hear ready it. For Let's some hear hypotheticals. It. Oh yes, I love these. All right. You have unlimited access to unlimited funds. From a private backer, you're instructed to clean up the mean streets by any means that you choose. What type of vigilante do you become? I'm going straight purge. Going straight purge. <laughs> kill them all. Yeah. So kill everyone you come across. Well, not like okay, not straight purge. <laughs> well, you said it. Partial purge. <laughs> but more like the the whole like rape and murder. No trial of your peers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am your peer. I, I'm your peer now. I, I am. Look at me. Now. I am the Judge, peer now. Jury executioner. <laughs> Done. One less problem. <laughs> okay. So Joe is a psychopath. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if you okay. ever seen me and Batman in the same room? Yes, I have. What? <laughs> That's. <laughs> Did you say if you ever see me and Batman in the same no, room? I said, have you ever seen? I thought <laughs> oh, no, you said if you ever see me and Batman in the same room, yeah, and then just you, stop the ever, sentence. If you ever see me and Batman in the same room, <laughs> it's he's <over>. done. <laughs> he's done <laughs> because he commits crimes. What would your superhero? What would your vigilante name be? Um, I don't Purge know. Man. Don't put me on the spot like that. Purgeman. Purgeman. My uh, <laughs> my character's name in Diablo Three is Doctor Bad Touch. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Bad, Bad Touch strikes again. So you're you're finding the cure for <laughs> yeah. all of society's bad touches. Today on the sixth. Oh, yes, I like it. Doctor yeah. Bad Touch strikes again. Doctor Bad Touch. Doctor Bad Touch. Are your family safe? <laughs> Find out tonight at six. Yeah. All right, Brian, you're on the spot now. So I would go full Mr. Robot. Yeah. Wipe all the debt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because that is probably what is causing a lot of the crime in the first place. That's a good point. There yeah, yeah. Granted, there's there's a lot of people who um 
have mental issues or uh, just are greedy and are despicable by nature. But I think that there are a lot of people who are just in bad situations. Um, it's true. And that's another know, thing about Fight Club. Take, just saying. Just to, just to tie it <laughs> there in. There you go. Remove, Project Mayhem. Remove the... Oh, yeah, Project Mayhem. So, side so. note. I'm pulling this directly out of my notes and pasting it in the chat. Let's hear it. I was, I was close. Uh, I, I was close. Yeah, that's... He, <laughs> Blake, Blake hypothesized... That I would say that I would be a watchdogs like hacker, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly how that would be. <laughs> Got him. All the cameras that look at me, my face would automatically get blurred. You know. <laughs> so this is what I had uh, for Joey. I was pretty close on Joey too. Well, he said Batman at least. <laughs> we'll say Joey. We'll say Batman possibly. Okay. So. All right, Zane. All right, you guys Zane. have seen the You're first up. Jurassic Park, right? Like with Newman, um, I think it's Newman in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're gonna be the big fat guy that gets the goose in his <laughs> no, face. No. no. <laughs> Barbasol. What I would the do, yeah. it would be similar to <laughs> Joey's in that, like, I would just jump down in front of someone that was doing something bad and go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you didn't say the and, magic word. And then just, <laughs> either they disappear, or like just a cloud of like comical smoke, or. Similar to like Black Mirror when they had the the episode with the grain and you could just block someone and everything oh, yeah. was blurry. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. And just do that. And like the more and more that they did bad crap, it would slowly get blurrier and blurrier until it was just a giant like you had just a frost filter over everything. So I like it. Yeah. That's I don't know awesome. the name. Maybe I just go with Newman because it's making everyone a new man. <laughs> but, new man. <laughs> And here's uh, what I had for Zen. What's what's your sw- yeah yeah? You're right. This is what I had. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Zane like will say a wild card. <laughs> wild Zane will say nothing. <laughs> I was thinking something like giraffe man. Giraffe man. Oh, I could giraffe people just like <laughs> whip, just whip your neck around. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man. All right, Blake. What do you got? Uh, I think I would go, I would be like almost the same exact guy as the Red Hood in Batman. Straight up. I would be Red Hood. Just two guns, trench coat, kick-ass mask. Like, if you're a bad dude, no second chances. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Let God sort them out. That's right. Kill them all. I think this was in a run the jewel song. Something about even if some good ones die, f- the Lord of Sodom. <laughs> the Lord of Sodom. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Let that that uh, deep brutality out. Would you have a what's your what's your vigilante name? Oh man. Uh, I didn't ask Zane either. Uh, Zane. Zane, go first. Uh, uh. Oh. He said Newman. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff the Vigilante. <laughs> Jeff strikes again. He's got like a name tag. Yeah. Hello, Hello, my, name, my is name, Jeff. name is Jeff the Vigilante. Hello, my name is Keith, and I'm your vigilante for this evening. <laughs> I notice you've been committing some crime. I don't know. I'll probably stick with Sigma. Because it kind of sounds like so, a good one. Yeah, I like it. I just stick with yeah, Sigma. Yeah, that's good. Man. Secluded Enigma. Still, still makes sense. I would probably be... <laughs> Hacker Man. <laughs> no, 
Computer bro. Computer bro. <laughs> computer bro. Computer Computer bro. All right, let me let me read off some of these. Uh, that would that would be my okay. Vigilante. We'll, pay, we'll vote on one. So, uh, DOS slash Vienna. So it's like Das Vidania, but it's Das Vienna. Um, I don't remember what Vienna is. Sausage? I think it's a... It's a... It's, no, it's malware it's a, like, of some kind, bug. right? It's a malware, I believe. Um, das Vidania. <laughs> das, das Vienna. You have to scream that. Uh, Chimera. Chimera. <laughs> Isn't that the disease and... in like Mission Impossible or something? It's like the oh, no. chimera. I stopped after the first yeah. one. I think it's in like <laughs> good the call. third one. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. And uh, Skelly Boys. Skelly Boy. Skelly Boy. <laughs> Skelly Boy strikes again. I like that one. Skelly Boy. Tonight at 11. <laughs> Have yourself checked if you've been attacked by Skelly Boys. <laughs> Could all your friends just call you like Skell B? Oh, Skelly, Skelly B. What's up, Skelly, Skelly B? B. <laughs> Going be in the house. Oh, he's, he's clearing all our debts, yo. He's clearing all our debts. <laughs> Good thing I don't have to resort to this life of crime. <laughs> Thanks to Skelly B. <laughs> Thanks to Skelly B. Oh, man. Can I talk about one more thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Why yes. not? Did we, did we all give an answer for that one? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Have you guys all seen Black Mirror episodes? I haven't seen all season three yet. But all I've seen of all have you seen oh. some of them? Yeah, though? I've watched the first episode of this series, and it uh, it was good. Somebody told me it always like kind of has this dark vibe to it, mm-hmm. and never has I a happy feel like, ending. Yeah, I feel like I should watch more of it, but like, bro, I'm not you should watch so more sad. of it right now. <laughs> you should just it's pause really the good. recording. Let's good. go watch it. It is a Live show that you kind of have to pay. You have yeah. to space out. Or you can just watch it all in like a week and then just be sad. <laughs> and then hate yourself. <laughs> Gotta crawl out of the hole that it's put you in. So this could all either <laughs> either uh what is your favorite Black Mirror moment, or if you were to come up with your own Black Mirror episode Ooh. what would what would the scenario be? We're about to find out who has the most twisted mind in the group. <laughs> so they all have to have technology involved in some way. It wouldn't yeah. be the Metalhead universe. That was. Hmm. I think my episode would be virtual reality based, but it'd be a different take than what they did. It, okay. it would almost be like, um, almost like Westworld or something, where they continue to wake up from mm. virtual reality not realizing uh-huh. that they've woken up or not not mm-hmm. that that's i just i said it wrong it's like they're in this world and like maybe they die and then they wake up and they're in a different world or whatever and they think that they've like woken up out of vr but they're actually still in vr and they just keep mm-hmm. that keeps happening to them and then eventually they actually die and they were in the real world but they don't know it like they get to the point where they're so confident that they're going to wake up that they just get like super brash or something and then do something stupid. And at the very end they're actually alive. Ooh. And they die. 
So are you saying a world that we'd like to live in? <laughs> what what'd you say, Zane? Are we wanting an episode that like we'd like to live in that world or our favorite moment? Like favorite episode? Uh, what moment stood out most to you? Ooh. And then if you were to come up with create your own Black Mirror episode, okay, where would you go with that? Okay, so my favorite moment was in season four, uh, episode okay. one. Now, are y'all are y'all right with yeah? No this is a, I ain't mad. I am. I don't know about the listeners, but I'm okay. So if you haven't gotten into season four yeah, of Black yeah, Mirror, this is only the first episode. We're gonna be talking yeah. about a lot of Black Mirror spoilers here. Yeah, a lot. So. We're going to be talking about a couple of Black Mirror spoilers. Yes, like, at least one conversation that part. <laughs> so, in the very end of the first episode, when they go on this whole thing to try and, because they're these virtual reality programs, basically. Um, they're these little people made out of their DNA into AI coding, I guess is the way to say it. They make AIs out of human DNA, and they actually like transfer that moment that DNA was created, that consciousness into the computer. And so there's basically essentially two people in the world, but one's actually physically alive and the other's in the digital. And they managed to finally break free of this dude that made this personal little server where they sat and lived for eternity. Oh, and I know which one you're talking about now. the very end... The Star Trek they episode. They managed to get out. Yes, the Star Trek episode. And in the very end, they managed to break out but in doing so, trap the guy that had trapped them in his own head, basically. And the server that it was all running on, because it was actually, it was a private, like, world from the big online server, finally detected his unauthorized instance and started deleting everything. And it just was in this shot of him in this cockpit of a ship, and the world just started, like, going black, panel by panel by panel, and then just gone. And he was just in his chair like dead basically that was that was a really cool moment it was just yeah it was one of those like yes victory but also like (laughs) oh he's dead now but he deserved it he basically like enslaved vigilante justice yes (laughs) vigilante justice by little ai program skelly b strikes again. skelly b strikes again I feel a t-shirt coming out. <laughs> My favorite part of that episode was uh, they get out into the into the internet, into the big server where yeah. everyone else is, and they run into Aaron Paul playing the game. <laughs> and he's yep. like, send him a hail. Hey, well, welcome, fellowship. Oh, we're so excited to see you. And he's like, you going to trade? Yeah. Hey, if y'all y'all ain't gonna trade, y'all don't have anything to trade. Get out of my space area or whatever. He's like, I will blow you <laughs> yeah. out of the sky. And so that, so they just discovered like terrible people Trolls. online. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. I do have like episodes that stood out. Definitely the one where they put the criminals in the real life game show uh, and have them like hunted by the people. White bear. I think was that what was what that one was called? That was one that really stood out, and also the one where they take your deceased loved one, their brain pattern, and put it into an AI program that you can oh, text be right with. Back. Yes. Be right back. And then eventually oh, they awesome. they give you like the full body that you can put the yeah. mind into, and it, it's like, and she's like keeping him in the attic and like hiding him away and stuff. It's like, Ugh. oh my gosh, it was that so was, creepy. Yeah. So creepy. Because we could get to that point. That's why it's creepy. 
Oh, easily. I think that's why all the black beer is creepy, because it, yeah. <laughs> it could really be a thing here in the next 20 years. So, Joey, you said you saw the first one. What was your yeah. impression of um, that episode? It was, uh... <laughs> this show's f***ed up. <laughs> yep. That's where, that's where a lot of people stop. That's, and I think that's on purpose. Yeah, it was, uh... It was intense. I don't know, like, I could immediately tell, like, the series as a whole... Oh, is yeah. uh like probably something i would enjoy but you could definitely tell like it's dark and uh yeah i don't know it gave me a weird vibe but like it was good don't get me wrong um but it what kind of it not it didn't turn me off but like i had a friend that had watched i think the first two seasons and uh i told him that i had watched the first one and we kind of got to talking about it and that's he was like yeah it just kind of always stays like that like it doesn't really ever get any better like as far as the feeling you know like the show itself is good i guess the wordage there was wrong but i was like man i just don't know like if i want to fall too deep into a series that just is like kind of always this somber like sad on thinking how like real life could be because i almost take that back i feel like i may have seen what was the other one i saw Oh, I saw an episode, I'm pretty sure it was Black Mirror, where uh, you could play Memories. Yeah, that was the episode that Zane that was, was talking about. That was the about. grain. Yeah, the one with the grain, yeah. and you could blur people out. There's like a... Is that what that was? And like the dude... Yeah. yeah, and the dude like catches... I think it was season two. The dude catches his wife like cheating, and then like you can tear it out, but like they're making that equivalent to like committing suicide because mm-hmm. you yeah. just like will forget all your memories yeah i did see that that's that's makes sense now and like but, you're able to rewind and like in the times before when you could overthink something and be like no that was nothing like he like obsessed right now you over can just it. watch it over and over and mm-hmm. over and over Dang. if that was how life was i would commit social suicide in a heartbeat oh man i would rip that sucker out i also really liked nosedive yeah, that was uh, that was the what social came media up too. one with the five star ratings and everything. Mm-hmm. Because th- I feel like we're getting to a point in our culture, yeah, where that very easily could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with like how instantaneous Snapchat is now. Like, the it it's like four steps away from being at that point. Like, I could totally see that being the case, and that I personally would not like to live in a world where that is the case. Oh well, yeah, because. A world that's driven by that is so, like, just, like, skin deep and superficial. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you don't really actually know a person. Like, it's even, like, on Instagram. Like, I mean, this is what people put on their social media to look better, to impress other people. But, like, just be yourself and be genuine. But that's that's a whole nother discussion. Oh, man. Don't get me started, dude. <laughs> Don't trigger me. Don't, Don't trigger me. Uh, oh, man. So, uh... Until next time. So, yeah, you guys are probably... <laughs> this is going out during E3, so... Don't oh, tell... Yeah. Don't spoil it. Oh, bro. Hope you enjoyed E3. I'm sure we did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have plenty to talk about on the next... On the breakdown episode that we do next. So. Right. I'll have to fill myself in on my time off. Yeah. Watch Nintendo's show later today if you're listening to this when it comes out. Like there right when go. it comes out. Yeah. Do both. Or watch Nintendo's conference from earlier. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that does it for our show today. If you have any topics you want on the show, let us know at bitxbitpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Zane for joining us once again this week. If you want to know more about the music for the show, you can find that information at bitxbitpodcast.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook page. Just search bitxbitpodcast. And that's all I got for you, so we'll catch you on the next episode. Be ready for E3. Vacuum my ceiling so hard when we're done. <laughs> I think college is, is important. Wait, no. <laughs> Did you say Sigile? <laughs> no, it's a Gentile. No, I think Sigile. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you went hard, hard left. <laughs>